Good evening. Uh, so as we continue our conversations about uh, the shalos related to Amir Lenach, we asking a non-Jew to perform melacha for us on Shabbos. So we talked a little bit last time about scenarios where if a person could hint uh, to the, uh, in the appropriate way, so you could get benefit from the melacha performed by a non-Jew. But I want to talk tonight and start a conversation about scenarios where the Chazal were even more lenient in the sense that they allowed actually asking the non-Jew to perform melacha for us on Shabbos. So scenarios where uh, Chazal would, would allow Amir al-Nakhri. So, and a lot of the conversation uh, depends on two Gemaras, which have particular, uh, speci- you know, specific scenarios. One is the Gemara in Gidna that talks about a situation where a person has an opportunity to purchase land in Eretz Yisrael. You have a chance to purchase land, non-Jews willing to sell you the land in Eretz Yisrael, but comes time to sell the land and to make the purchase, and it's Shabbos. So how are you going to go ahead and make the Kenyan if it's already Shabbos? So the Gemara gives an example and says, I'll tell you what you should do. Omer la'ovi kachavim ve'osa, right? Let the non-Jew write the, write, write the star for you on Shabbos. Kos v'nalav ono, the Gemara says. Let the, let, let the non-Jew write, write, a, write, a, write the star on Shabbos. Okay, and why is that? Gemara says, I thought it's not allowed. Afagav da'amir la'ovi kachavim shuos. That's an isn't there to do that. Mishum yishev Eretz Yisrael la'gazer be'abana because the mitzvah yishev Eretz Yisrael so chazal were lean in that case. So that's one example. The other example is the Gemara in Erevin and talks about a baby having a bris milah on Shabbos. So it used to be if a baby had a bris milah on Shabbos, the antiseptic used for, uh, to make sure the baby wouldn't get an infection was they would use warm, hot water to, uh, as an antiseptic for the baby on Shabbos. So you, they would prepare the water beforehand. And then but what would happen, the Gemara gives an example where the hot water spilled. They had hot water ready to go at the bris, and now it turned out they had no hot water. They had to bring hot water from somewhere else, somewhere else where there's no Erev. So what are they going to do? So Gemara says, no problem. Ask a non-Jew to carry the hot water through the Rosh Hashanah to, uh, to help out. So, what, so, so uh, these, are, these two examples are uh, you know, a source of machlokas, a three-way machlokas Rishonim. The, tos, the, the Balei Tosa say these cases are, are nice examples, but they're unique. Yishev is also a unique case. And Brismila anyways is Dolcha Shabbos. So you don't tell me any, these are specific cases. And you can't learn anything out from these cases except for exactly those cases. That's it. The Rambam, though, says no. The Rambam says, what do you see from these examples? You see scenarios where Chaza allowed Admir al-Nakhri in a specific scenario. So, for, for example, the case of the baby. Well, what's happening in that case? You're asking the person to ask a non-Jew to do what? The non-Jew is going to carry water through what? Probably not a Rosh right? Probably going to be... A Carmelist, or an area which already is only also to carry Midr That's what we call Shvus the Shvus. I'm asking a non-Jew, that's Nisidr to do already something, that, something that's only Midr We call that Shvus the Shvus, a double Dr. So by asking him as a Shvus, and the thing I'm asking him to do is only a Shvus. So Shvus the Shvus, but I have a double Dr. that's permissible when, one example, Makam Choli. And the Rabbim expands in other cases, he says, you know, mitzvah, maybe Yishavar Tzah might be another example, maybe you're asking the non-Jew not to write something, but you're only writing Midir Abanan, etc. And the Rabbim uses this example to, to teach us this concept of shwus to shwus mitzvah, that sometimes we allow asking a non-Jew to do uh, an Isidur Abanan, then it's already an Isidur Abanan, uh, in, in certain scenarios. And then there's the opinion of the Bala Itter. The Bala Itter says, no, the cases are very obvious. Both of these cases are, are asking the Nadju to do what? And this is the Raisa. Right? You ask the Nadju to write a star. You ask the Nadju to carry, maybe in the Rabbit. And the Bala Idris of the opinion that sometimes Chazal will allow, in certain scenarios, will allow even to ask a Nadju to do, and this is the Raisa. 
Right? That could be permissible. And these, uh, both of these shitos of the Rambam and the Balaitra are brought halacha lemaisa in the Shulchan Aruch. And the Shulchan Aruch in Orachayim Simen Shin, Shin Zion Sifhei quotes the Rambam and says, in certain situations, should, to ask a non-Jew to do it isn't the Rabbanan, b'malcham mitzvah, b'malcham cholli, and b'malcham tzarech harbei, you know, a, a big, sometimes a big need are all permissible to do it. And then the Rambam writes, and some even allow, yesh mekilim afil b'malacha daraisa. Not like the sheet of the, the Bala Itra, even a daraisa. So where does this lead us? It leads us to, to a, couple of exa- you know, a couple of examples. So one example, and we're going to talk later about situations of people who are sick. Cholim going to have a whole, sort of a different category. But I'll give you just a couple of examples related to uh, a cholim. So one example is, let's say you have a child. A child, we assume it's either at the age of three up to the age of nine. Can be considered a cholim she'embos like So for example, you have a light on in the kid's room. A light on in the kid's room. A kid can't fall asleep. So the child is already considered a cholim she'embos like even if they're not sick at all. Just being a child. So, so the post will assume that it's permissible to ask a non-Jew to sh- directly to ask him to shut off the light in the child's room so the child can go to sleep. Um, I'll give another a couple of examples of makom mitzvah. So what happens if you have uh, food? Let's say you don't have a place where there's an Arab and you need the food for Shabbos. You're having a big onik Shabbos at your house. You invite lots of people and it turns out the food is in someone else's house. They forgot to bring it over. Right? So again, case of Mako Mitzvah, Onek Shabbos, so, we'll, so many posts can allow Shwis to Shwis to ask a non Jew to carry in a, you know, already an area that's only Asim Dura Banan to carry in. So to do that, but Mako Mitzvah, that would be, that would be permissible. Um, one time I had a scenario where I, I left my, uh, I, I, I messed up in calculating my hot plate, the, uh, you know, the timer. So I found myself in a situation where the food was not going to turn on, the hot plate wasn't going to turn on at all, the whole Shabbos. And I had, uh, you know, my, my Shabbos food. It was going to be cold. So I remember I was in, we were in, we were in Redon at the time, and I went over to Rabbi Adler. And I said, what do you think? Like, ask, we had a babysitter, actually. We happened to have a babysitter then. I said, what do you think? He said, well, that's going to be an Isidaraisa, right? Asking to turn on the, the hot plate, the coils in the hot plate, that's an Isidaraisa. He said, if you're having company, having company, you can rely on the Bala Itter. The Bala Itter allows, we assume we rely in the Bala Itter when there's a big Tzorichei Rabbim, a lot of people, right? For Tzorichei Rabbim, we rely on this Bala Itter. So if you're having a lot of company over, so maybe we'd say you, you, could, you could ask the non-Jew to turn on the hot plate. So if you're just your family, he wouldn't allow it in that scenario. Because again, if we only rely on this, on, on allowing a non-Jew to ask to do it in Malachah Daraisa for Tzorich HaRabim. So for example, if it's a very, you know, cold in the shul, right? And you have the, whole, the, the, the shul is full of people. So Tzorich HaRabim, so we allow asking the non-Jew to turn the, you know, turn the heat up or turn the lights on and things like that for Tzorich HaRabim. That we allow, uh, we, we allow in, in those scenarios. One thing that's interesting, you know, uh, an interesting question is sometimes the question is, oh, sorry, Chayyim, so I can ask the non-Jew just to turn the lights on and off in the shul. I shouldn't have to have any timers, right? Just have the lights. Just ask the non-Jew to turn. Them. So that's a big discussion already. Everybody doesn't like that. He feels like, you know, that, that's if you're in a pinch and you're stuck, so you can ask the non-Jew. But in general, so shul should try to have timers to, you know, leave the lights on, etc. So you're not relying on a mirror lanachi all, you know, every single Shabbos. It doesn't look good to have non-Jews you know, running around doing malachas on Shabbos in the shul. But the bottom line is, in the end of the day, we assume, like the Rambam, that it's shuas to shuas when you're dealing with a, again, asking the non-Jews to do an isidur abanam, but makam choli, but makam onik Shabbos, are, are certainly a, a scenarios where it's permissible. And we even rely on this, the bala iter to allow non-Jews to, to do a malacha daraisa. It's a situation of a torche rabbin needed for a, uh, for, for a lot of people, but we're obviously going to have opportunity to discuss more of this as we move on.